Welcome to Entrepreneur Life with me, Joel Campbell, and I am an entrepreneur. Once again, I've done the same thing. I've shot an episode with Kieran. I'm going to blame Kieran for this one. So Kieran, whilst he was in his role, shot a load of different meetings. I was happening, happening, having, happening, having one day. It was back at the end of May. Um, and basically, yeah, he so he shot a, a, a number of different things that were going on that day. It was actually a handover day. It was the start, the start, the process of handovers of me giving systems over to the attraction team. So I was spending a lot of time with Lauren, handing over phone systems, IT systems, um, different back of, back at house admin systems and stuff like that, and just bring her into the the fold for how they all work and how they operate, and giving her access and getting all of that going. Um, naturally we got disturbed in the middle of that meeting Lauren got pulled away for something so she got pulled away which then led me to do another little video which talks all about um, suppliers and and very much around sort of the heating but also just kind of the challenges with contractors at the moment with just everyone's so busy trying to get work sort of scheduled in and stuff like that so so it folds into that and then I met with our finance manager for the attraction division um, with Kirsty who then uh, we just had to go through a number of different things and systems. We had to go through different things like ordering. We had to go through things like um, VAT, reconciliations, just all the things that we already do, but we're just streamlining it. Just again, handing over a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. So um, that's really what this video is all about. I guess it's going to get a little bit boring, I'm going to be honest, because it's just kind of talking about the ins and the outs of the systems um, and, and some of the processes and bits and pieces like that. So it's not overly exciting episode, but it is a true representation of entrepreneur life, of you know handing over more and more and more to your team. So that's really what this video is gonna show. Obviously, I've just shot the beginning, like two and a half weeks after the actual videos were shot, but there you go, Paul's gonna cut it in for me. I hope you enjoy the episode and uh, send me your comments and your thoughts. Reason for them to be on site. 
They don't always great they've got an office, they've got the space to use. Yeah. You manage them however you feel best. But the reality is for a role like that, there really isn't I, I honestly don't think the Edens can sit here and say, this is why they need to be on site. Mm. I don't think that's true. I think there's once a month that they definitely have to be at a location at the same time as us to do the meetings. Mm. And maybe there's a couple of other meetings in between. But outside of that, I couldn't, I was wrapping my brain last night, and I couldn't think of an instance where they were required to be there. Because they're not a shouting. Yeah. So, yeah. You know I mean? And I thought that's actually quite nice. It starts freeing, it starts freeing up again. I think sales and marketing are different because you need that, you need more of that connection. Oh, no. Oh, stay away from me. Oh, well, it's just every day. Yeah, well, especially you, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's not being a is she? <laughs> <laughs> That's um, Yes. Did you want to go down? I'll take the steps, so. Yeah. Um, Read the right act. Or just, just try to find out whether we're actually going to, I don't know if I'm going to take Jeff with you. Yeah, to see if they're going to actually like want to put forward something on what we're doing. So they get plans, yeah. Oh, contract is a proper challenge. Proper one challenge. It's really hard with contractors because like we we need to use external companies, so like heating contractors. So these guys, for example, are, oh um, these guys that Lawrence just got to see are the heating partners. This far away. But no, she's just gone to see some contractors and it's always, it, it's a, I would say it's a real challenge at the moment across the industry because we're finding it really hard to get contractors to come and do work, partially because they're so busy, because so many people need so much work to be done, so they're so busy, so it's really tricky to find, it's really hard to get them to come in to do the quotes and to find the time and then schedule the work, so it's taking ages. So trying to get like the heating sorted is taking an age. But I think we're, I think we're kind of falling into a gap where the work is too big for a small, like one man band or like a small company of three, four, five, six people, because we're talking about commercial heating systems. There's like another level up on boilers. So a, a, a person that does gas, for example, in a house, isn't certified to do commercial gas because there's another pipe, the next size pipe up is another qualification, which, you know, so it becomes commercial. But then we're not quite big enough to be a huge account for a big commercial, like engineering company or a big commercial yeah. supplier. So we're sort of somewhere in the middle. We can't use this side because we're just, we're slightly too big, but we're not big enough to be able to make, to be a big enough contract for them to go, right, we have to put them to the top of the list. So we sort of sit quite low in the packing order, which I understand is just frustrating because obviously we're trying to get heating done and get stuff done and, and move things forward. And we're trying to work at a certain pace and trying to get the contractors to match that pace is quite difficult. Um, but I think, I think that's, just, that's just it in general. I think that's, that's, that's across the board. And as we scale and grow, uh, I talk a lot at the moment about growing beyond the pain. So a lot of the pain that we feel, I think as a, as a, as a small, medium-sized company, a lot of the pain is going up a couple of levels. So you, so you need the demand and the work Therefore, the contractors put you as a higher contract, so you get you get people in quicker. Um, but also, I think the scheduling and just having enough people, as we're talking about now, we're doing the phone system. So I'm kind of passing it over to Lauren, and we're looking at going really 
we kind of do need an IT person because we do the IT in-house. And that IT person could do all the computers, all the phones, could do the desk phones, could then also do the integrations with the phones into other systems like our sales systems and our marketing systems. They could look at it company-wide. They can deal with things like Microsoft 365 licenses and all of that. And it starts to become a job. And we're like, okay, cool. What's the salary for that job gonna be? What's it look like? And when does it become the right time to employ that person to do it. Because I believe that the right time to employ people is as soon as you can afford to. And it's one of those, one of those age old questions. When do you bring in a new employee? When do I bring somebody into this role? And really it's as soon as you can afford to do it. If you want to scale your company, that's when you do it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need to do it before you can actually afford to do it. Um, because these people pay for themselves. But the challenge is, is when we get to where we are, we realistically, I think there's seven or eight kind of key or strategic roles that we would really like to fill like today or tomorrow but we might have a budget for two of those mm-hmm. so it's like well which two are the most important out of the eight and where do we go with it and therefore it's a case of you know which, which direction do you go and, and not every role which again is the next challenge so we're in a position where now we're employing roles where they don't look like they're income generating so if we employed someone to do the IT side they're not gonna generate any income. It's not like employing somebody in sales or marketing or something like that, that we can tangibly go, right, that person's gone in sales and they've gone and done you know, 20 grand worth of sales this week. Therefore, you know, that, that makes sense. We can see how they care for themselves. So somebody that goes into a world or into a role that's not income generating, we then have to assess it in a different way and go, well, the work that they're doing frees me up from having to do it or frees Lauren up from having to do it and that saves us X amount of time that we can spend over here which means we can then bring the value as an income for example on that side also it's going to make the organisation run slicker and therefore we're going to reduce the amount of downtime we're going to reduce the amount of downtime on hardware the amount of issues we have and when you have a problem with your computer rather than coming to me and taking me an hour it might take them three minutes so like that's how we kind of have to assess it it's really hard when you're looking to employ one of these eight, eight roles and you're like, which one's most important? Yeah. And it's kind of like, well, at the moment, that's most important. But in two hours' time, that might be most important. And therefore, you have to kind of balance it. Which is why I think investment models do work. Because if you get an influx of cash, I've always said, like, if we had, I don't know, the number changes, but if we had, like, an extra 200 grand just sat in an account and we're like, right, cool, we can use that for salaries then I think we would be able to attribute that straight to salaries and employ all the people we needed. And I think then we would scale super fast and that 200 grand would just roll back in really, really quickly. Yeah. But if you don't have the money in the first instance, it's like, well, you have to go slow. That's the exponential growth curves. So we'll see. So guys, in the meantime, I'll just hand the phone system over to Lauren. <laughs> there you go, you got it, it's all yours. It's yours, please take it. Like, so yeah. Um, and the IT systems and such. But yeah, so it's just, just one of those things. Well, we've, we've been chasing these guys, like, because these guys took, because they were really good, they are really good, they're one of the biggest, and they deal with all the prisons in the country, so they really understand the buildings, and they, we've got all of our gas plans, um, and all the networking plans, all the infrastructure plans for all the, all the civic works and stuff. So they took those away, because they were on paper, to digitalize them, and this was months ago. And then where they've been going quite slowly, and we're like, well, we're going to start looking at other contractors. So we're looking at other contractors, and everyone's going, have you got your plans? And we're like, no, these guys took them. <laughs> so we've been trying to get them back for like four months. It's been, like that. It's been going, this has been going on for like a year. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so we're trying to get back for four months and they just, they said to us yesterday, oh, we're gonna come down to site tomorrow and we'll bring your plans. We're like, that's great because we actually need to start using them for other people. Um, so yeah, so it's just, it's just one of those things. Um, and that's just purely on Shrewsbury. Um, so off we go. It's a challenging day because interest rates move today. So that's gonna be exciting. I didn't know that the heating was so complicated. It, it shouldn't be. It, sh- it shouldn't be. It, it, it really should not be that complicated. And I don't think it is complicated. It's just, like I say, it's just, it's, you know, and I, I totally get it because my time gets really short, as, as you've seen this week. And I think what happens is, you know, it, it, it's hard. Contractors are like, they've got a lot of work on, which is great. And that, you know, they obviously have to stack it there and as well, like in terms of the most valuable contracts and what's going to happen and obviously how, how it all comes together. And I think it just, it just takes so long. And there's that age old saying that people overestimate what they can achieve in a day and a week, but underestimate what they can achieve in a year or 10 years. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's that classic example. We all think we can do more than we actually can in a day, but we don't understand what we can actually achieve over a longer period of time. Uh, so we'll see, we'll see. Let's wait for Lauren sort of thing. My head's not with it, so I don't know why. Because you inhale like varnish No, I think it was like I was in a really good space and I had a phone call yesterday evening and they're like, just need a few minutes of time so I can wait till tomorrow. And they're like, oh, not really, I really need to speak to you tonight. So I'm like, okay, so I had to do that. And that was like, it was a drama, but it wasn't a drama, it was a bit of drama, but it shouldn't be a drama. I'm just like, it's not a drama. It was right towards the end of my evening as well. I don't think my phone calls in the I unfortunately I, I totally get that and I think in fairness and Lauren will Lauren will totally appreciate this as well. I think that the size we are currently and the jobs we have, we don't quite have that flexibility. One of us always has to have our phones connected just in case something yeah. happens. Unfortunately it's just the way it is. Um, but that's why we get paid the big bucks, isn't it, Lauren? The way of life. That's why we spent our winters glamorizing in like foreign lands here. Like, okay, what are we doing? Like, it's just here, it's here. You know, it's quite fun. Let's just go to cheese. Trust me, right? I absolutely trust you. Yeah, all the way along. I just remember, but I trusted Chrissy more than anyone. And do you remember what she did in Trex at that time? But she added like 24 guided tours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she remember, she went, and she came to our office and she went, Joel, don't be angry, and I went, okay, she went, I've made a mistake and I really need your help to fix it. And she was so serious, I was like, okay, what have you done? She went, I tried to adjust some of your Trex soft. And then I realised I made a mistake and I thought I could fix it. And now we've got 24 schedules of guided tours happening over the next six weeks, which means there's like 2,000 guided tours. It's like, okay, yeah, we probably need to adjust that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So you have, I have a lot of power, like at you, like I've got the word super, well, because like, I'm a super admin. So you are also now a super admin. So in theory, I don't know if you're a super admin. I don't know. That is a super admin, like sort of responsibility, I don't know. You can probably change your access. Oh, no, you can't! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I have the power. Um, yeah, no, it's 
so yeah, so you can you can do everything in that basically. How do I still go through like my stuff? Uh, you just go to your you just when you're on users, you just click on walk-ins that way. And then you can just adjust. No, I mean like in terms of like if I have like a message or whatnot. Oh uh, you just go to um yeah, well, you can you, you listen to them all from here. So if you go to your user list, and you can see them there. So all you do is on Laura Watkins, you just click on messages, Absolutely. and it will ask you for your pin. So you put in which is what you saved. So just confirm it, and you go right. How do I get in? Hi, Laura. We were doing something the other day, we were clearing something out, and there was like. John, we don't do have some stamps. We were, Laura and I were clearing something out, we found loads of stamps. No, Emma and I were clearing out the old, uh, the old archive space, and I think we found loads of stamps. Where were they? They old stamps and new stamps. Uh, stamps. What's the difference? <laughs> stamps are stamps. No, they go in a letter and you put them in a letter box. No, they're not. They're I don't know because it's got 2010. They're old stamps. Oh, I don't know. They just look like the stamps. No, collect them then. Stick them, in a, yeah. stick them in a little thing and they'll be worth a million in a couple yeah. of years. The new stamps have a barcode on the side so they can scan it. I, I just send emails. I don't send letters. I know, but I've got a couple to send out. They're like, what do I do with it? What do we need to send out? I've got a direct debit form to send to Nesbitt's. Oh god, it just should all be online, do you know what I mean? The idea that we're sending like bank details through post is ridiculous in this day and age. Yeah, but no, I think it's for Christ's sakes, they're a multi-million pound business. They're massive compared to us. No, they're a bit, and, like, and they, 
and they are, they're a catalogue magazine, they should have We can argue all day about the yeah. analysis, because Booker's has been horrendous with that, that setup. has been one of the most, I'm telling you, we bought buildings with less ha headache and hassle than we did setting up a, an account with Booker's. Oh, no. um, I think it would be easy with you, but it's, it's just... It should be. So okay. complicated. So what was the next on the list? Um, did you get a backlist seat for that valuation fee paid for shoes? What I was going to say to you is I noticed, because when, when I was going through it, I was running through the, um, the lines. Just, and it's, it's no worries how you do your recs in terms of um, doing them daily. That absolutely makes perfect sense. But I did think that I can probably speed it up for you ever so slightly. Um, because what you've got so here where you're doing like the knees and you're breaking it down yeah you don't need to I was looking at it going, why is she doing that? Because when we started doing, if you think back to when, we did, when you did, when you started doing pensions in the um, NI and the employer's liability, mm. we were like, no, we don't need to do 10 lines, we'll just do two yeah. lines. And, and it's exactly it. The key thing is the accounts. Yes. It, it, the accounts and the VAT. So really, in theory, what you should end up have is just restaurant sales, effectively. Yeah. Plus because it's all goes to the same code and just do yeah. one. And then you'll have you'll have like takeaway drinks mm. because they'll be zero rated, yeah. so they'll be on a separate line. Um, and if there's something different, like if they were selling merchandise down at the restaurant, that would be on a separate line. But only create the lines that you need based on the account codes or based on the VAT codes. Okay. Cheers, Jeff. So outside of that, thank you, mate. Um, outside of that, I wouldn't um, I wouldn't break it down like this because th that's exactly what lights people do for us. So you don't need to well, re break it down. Yeah, you so don't. So look at the other one for. Yeah. Um, who does the other one? Oh, the other one's the one. Well, we've got merchandise, and they've got five different lines of merchandise. No, I was going to say, yeah, so, so in here, um, this, this, is a, yeah, this is a conversation to have with Lauren, so we need to make sure they're setting the system right again, because, yes, absolutely, you need to break down the activities and the tours and stuff, yeah. because obviously they, they code. But where you've got like merchandise stationery, merchandise homeware, merchandise clothing, merchandise accessories, it, you can just put it in as one code because it's just going to merchandise. Again, the key thing is it's broken down by account or VAT. So when we sell kids' clothes, yes. which doesn't have VAT on it, yeah, that will still go to merchandise. Yeah, but it will go with, with so. But you can configure those. So what you can do if you want to is it would take your uh, you'd have to look at it. But you can basically set that. Mm -hmm. You can go into the codes. You know when you input the codes for the sales guys. Yes. You can create this as a code, or you could create it as a product. Mm -hmm. So a product we sell, yes. And you can preset it behind the scenes to go go to this account, yeah, and put this VAT level on it, yeah. And therefore you've got it. So when you sell it or when it's sold, you can then just literally type in merch kids yes. or type in kids, and it'll just pop up for you automatically. Everything pre-filled because um, I didn't notice the other day, it, and, and it does happen. But it's it's one of those things because we're not pre-filling it. There was one of the income lines had VAT on expenses, not VAT on income. Oh. And it just, it just flagged me. I was looking through the VAT report and I was like, oh. and then when I looked at it, I could see what had happened. Mm. And that's how I picked up this. I could see it because it was actually quite a big receipt as well. Yes. And I could see where you were doing obviously every line. And I was like, oh, it's really easy when you're doing every line just to click, because they're next to each other as well. Yes. So I was like, it's really easy to click the wrong one. But if you went into the, um, I can show you very quickly, but if you go into the product side of things, this is confidently. 
Exona products. So, for example, and, and you will have to work with, you know, I would suggest you work with Lauren terms of what you're doing, but where you've got the code set up here, yeah. but, right. but that, the way that's configured in the background will make no difference whatsoever to the front of the house team because they're just literally pressing the button still. The guided tour button still will be exactly in the same place, still do exactly the same thing. It's just behind the scenes. Yeah. It will report in a different way. And that's really what you need to make your life more seamless and to make that faster. Because there will be a way then of, once we get that built, there will be then a way of integrating Lightspeed or whatever front of house system you're using with zero. Yep. So it will automatically populate every single day for you yep. the invoice. It will just automatically feed it through and go, yep, this is what we've got. And then you're literally then able to look and go, yep, that arrows up. And then you're just passing it on. Okay. And then as long as we're happy that we've audited, we've got all the right back, all the right account detail, everything's in there in the right places, yep. it becomes a really because I was saying to Lauren, trying to do this, if you thought if we had, I don't know, a thousand lines of merge, hmm. that's going to be massive. Like, yeah. That's going to take you all day just to do yeah. one thing. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I would um, have a look at sort of streamline that. Okay. Can you pronounce about a term? No, 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 no. That was, that, was, that was a couple of bits that I had to sort. Okay. Um, it's always more complicated for. It's always more complicated when we have big purchases yeah. over two days and quarters. Your drinks and stuff like that that you get from the cafe. Yeah. Sounds really stupid question. Are you supposed to be clean for the last? No, I have a tap. They come through on a report. Okay, and do you pay it? Do I have to invoice it then? Say uh, I can't remember how Lisa did it. I'm not sure if she used to charge it across or not. How's it coming out in the report? Well, I haven't seen anything in the report. Okay. I didn't know anything about it until Kate said to me this morning about it. I was like, I didn't know what you were paying for it. She had to put it under CEO expenses, yeah. and then Lisa used to charge it across. I was like, I don't know anything about this. Maybe no, she did charge it across. Well, I, I didn't think, think she it, did. I think it's a perk. <laughs> well, it should be a perk. But I wasn't it's sure one of those things that, that like, I was like, I'm, I, I, I was like, I'm not, I'm not paying for stuff again. Like, I can't, I can't remember how it was years ago. But it was um, one of those things that was like, so I can't remember how it began, but it was one of those things that, yes, I have a button. So effectively, that if they use my button, then it doesn't charge, but it runs the report. Yeah. And Lisa was able to run the report on that and go, oh, this is how much it is. I think it just goes into my expense report, in fairness. Okay. Um, I'll double check. We don't know what that happens. So I'm like, but why don't you know? Well, because we, you know, we, we don't do it like that. Like, but you could do it like that, and it would just simplify your entire thing. So shy of me going to do it for them, mm. it's not happening. But it's not my job to go and do it for them. It's no. their job to do it. They've got the, they, yeah, they, I, the I signed off years ago. I was like, if you need to do it, do it. It's not even expensive. Just, just crack on and do it. Don't need yeah. me to do it. So they haven't done it. So, but that's no reason for them not to be stock taking because they stock take on paper, yeah, on a stock order form. So, go right, this is how much we've got, this is how much we used last week, or how much we used in the last few days, or whatever the time period is. So, that's what we've got, that's what we've used, so therefore, that's what we need to order. And then they restock, mm. and so on and so forth. So, but they should be doing it, otherwise, what are they doing? They're just guessing. Yeah, I don't know how many handcuffs for order, but I know they sell well. So between yeah, the two companies, yeah. so between the two companies, they're like, hey guys, we need to be ordering 500 of these every month. Mm-hmm. But I need them on a, I, I, we can't do it on a pro forma basis because no. we just don't work like that. But we're going to order 500 every month. And can we have it on a 30 day payment term? Or can we have it that they've delivered an invoice and we'll have it on a seven day payment term? But it needs to be post delivery, effectively, yes. which is fairly standard in that. Industry. That's not unusual. 
No. Like, if you think about all the other suppliers we have, most of those are payment terms. Yeah. Like, so I'm trying to think of who the other merchandise, do you want to I'm trying to think of who the other suppliers are. If you think of brand art as definitely pay, pay afterwards, the clothing wants to pay afterwards, yeah. all my marketing stuff is pay afterwards. They're all 30 day notice periods. So, in that sense, that's where I would run it. But I would ring these guys, but hey, look, we need to order X amount of handcuffs off you every month. This is what we need. We need it like this. Can you do that? And if they go, no, we don't do wholesale accounts, we don't do accounts like that, we go, okay. Well, is there a value that we need to get to that triggers that? Mm -hmm. And if they go, yeah, it's two grand, then we know what the benchmark is. We go, okay, cool. Can we get to that? And then we can't. If they go, no, we just don't do it. Go, okay, cool. Can you point to the direction of another supplier for these handcuffs that does do it? Because okay. we're going to go to one of your competitors. If the volume's there, they'll do it. Okay. Like, and I just think that's, but to be honest, both sides of things, the amount of handcuffs you're ordering, like, go direct. Skip wholesalers, go direct. Alibaba, mate. Straight in. I'll have 20,000. Don't for the year. Mm. Or whatever it is. Or hopefully that's a month's worth. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're, but you know, you must be able to find his handcuffs in other places. Um, I'll just go direct. Buy a 20 foot container, mate, straight from China. Okay, so that was the episode. I hope um, you enjoyed it. As I said, I'd really like or I'd really appreciate your comments, your thoughts, and um, anything in there that you just wanted to flag or ask any questions on, please do, because it all helps me to then align and frame up what's going to come next and what else I should concentrate on. So um, that was the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. As I say, you've been listening to Entrepreneur Life with me, Joel Campbell, and I am an entrepreneur.